welcome to Not A Couple, a Will & Grace podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this week we've got episode number 20. Uh, it's called Saving Grace. It's kind of a fun one. We had kind of a heavy episode last week, so we were really glad to get this light, fun, goofy episode. It was essentially a dessert episode. Yeah, I love dessert. We just bought a bunch of candy, so like... We did. Candy. Yay. Yay. Alright, here's the description of the episode from the DVD box set. Uh, an arrogant client, Miguel Ferrer, demands that Grace set him up with Will in order to close the deal on decorating his apartment. That's fun. Yes. So, um, just a quick PSA before we get into the episode. Don't pimp out your roommates. Especially not, like, if your roommate is not attracted to that person or interested in them. Don't do it. Don't do it, guys. It's a trap. I would, I would not be allowed to do that to Tessie. No. I would kill you. I don't want to say that I would never do that, because I don't know if I have that much confidence in my fortitude. <laughs> but if, I would at least ask first. Yes. I would be willing to take no for an answer, maybe. Yes. Good to know that we've established that. Uh-huh. Okay, let's get into the episode. Yeah, so the episode basically is, to elaborate on that, basically, uh, Grace has this demanding new client. He's crazy. He's super, super crazy. And hella aggro. Real aggro. So, like, perfect for Will, but not really. <laughs> you but, think um, that, but he's wrong. Right. Uh, she's trying to get the job, and it's kind of, like, implied, like, it's a top-level, like, really famous, would give her a lot of money, right. make her name. And he's not interested in her work. I mean, he sort of is. He's just, like, not it, that, interested in anyone's work. He's that, an right. asshole. He's an asshole. He's not interested in anyone's work. And then he finds Grace's unique selling proposition, which is Will Truman. Yes. And Karen. First is Karen. Karen's, yeah, like, the hook. That's right. And Will's, like, the free gift with purchase, as she says later. Yes. So he basically tells, implies to Grace that she can't get the job unless she gives Will Truman. Which leads to some interesting developments for Grace later in the episode. Yes. But not before Will has some annoying things happen to him. Yes, there's some hijinks that happen. Lots of hijinks. Yeah. To start off, I mean, I think it's worth saying that the guest star, Miguel, is great. Yes. He plays loathsome very well. Yes, he does. It was very impressive. Mm -hmm. I hated him. Mm -hmm. He's probably one of the better guest stars we've had so far (laughs) in the show. I mean, we've had a couple. We've had... uh, Debbie Reynolds, mm-hmm. probably like the top one. Yeah, I feel like the the tier at this point kind of goes like Debbie Reynolds and then this guy. Well, and there's John Slattery. Oh, that's true. Okay, maybe you he's didn't like third John place. Slattery though. I just don't like John Slattery that much. Yeah. So okay, so either John Slattery or this dude. I just mean like Roger Sterling kind of ruined John Slattery for me. Well, and for him to be the most, the person who is not famous now, who has been the most successful on Will and Grace, it was an achievement. So good work. Yes. Um, he is Rosemary Clooney's. Uh, nephew? Nephew or... He's George or Clooney's cousin, I think. Right. So he does have some Hollywood royalty connections. Yes. Which might have helped one way or the other. Or, mm-hmm. you know, he's perfect for the role. Oh my he's, gosh. He's weird. He's aggressive. He's seen this thing where he's like, mm, that doesn't work for me. I know. It's horrible. Oh it's my god. Like, it's so like, you get like viscerally angry at him I'm every like, time he does it. literally like was imagining myself on a date like this and all I could only imagine it ending in some sort of murder-suicide situation. Mm-hmm. Like... It was bad. It was not yeah. good. Like, Will Truman is apparently some sort of saint for going out with him. He goes out with him twice. Kind of. Right. Yes. He, he agrees to a second date. Yes, and then and then he does flip the script brilliantly, and right. I, I did right. enjoy it. He only goes that. on one actual date. Yes, but we'll talk about that in a bit. It was just, it was so intense. Oh my god. And it's, it's hard to watch because 
this is Will's first date that we've seen on the show. Yeah, we were talking about that just now. We realized that this is the first on-screen date that Will has. Which, like, yay, gay representation. But, oh my god, this is a doozy. Yeah. Like, ugh, rough. I'd probably try being straight again, just I mean, in frankly, case. It's also the first date Will has gone on since breaking up with Michael. That we've seen. That we've seen. So that's so, depressing. Yeah. Um, that's gotta be doing a lot for his psyche. Yeah. And, like, there's definitely a moment where Will thinks that maybe he's not that bad. Yeah. For, like, a second. Like, a millisecond, maybe. Yeah. Because, basically, the, the two dates go like this, is Will gets tricked into going on the date by Grace. And he agrees to it literally only because it's Grace's job on the line. Right. So, she, he goes to this date, and the waiter... And he's not ready. He's, he's not, not happy about it. No. He's just sitting there, and, like, I don't even know what it is. Like, he's trying to, like, make conversation, and then the guy's doing the thing. Yeah. So, like... Like, literally everything he starts to bring up... Like, the guy's like, no, that doesn't work for me. What is the guy's name? I wish we stopped stop uh, calling him the guy. What is the guy's name? Um, Nathan. Nathan, yes. His name is Nathan. So every time that Will tries to say something, Nathan's like, mm, I don't like that. Or like... That doesn't work for me. Small talk is boring. Yeah, like, and then Will makes a joke at one point, and he's like, jokes don't work for me. Humor, humor is not flattering or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was real... Oh, my God. And we've all been on dates like that. Oh but never God. quite such a high-octane level. He sent his salad at the restaurant back, like, three or four times. <laughs> right. And, like, he's like, I wanted this chicken cubed. Oh, cube it in smaller pieces. Mm-hmm. And then the check, like, finally Will's like, I need the check. Like, I gotta go. This is ridiculous. Right. And then the waiter's like, bringing the check, and the guy, the, the guy Nathan is like, oh, I'll pay for it. And Will's like, no, I'll pay for it. And Nathan's like, we both know I make more money. And Will's like, but we both know I will tip you to the waiter. And the waiter's like, we have a winner! And <laughs> hands the check to Will, and... Oh, God, it was a fucking disaster. So Ugh. we wanted to talk a little bit about how dates are bad, but this mm-hmm. is a particularly bad date. Like, not just did Grace pimp out her roommate, but also, like, she pimped him out, to, like, just Satan. Just a terrible human. Like, he may have been Hitler. Mm-hmm. Like, actual Hitler. I'm sure he had some redeeming qualities. Where? I don't know, but I'm sure they existed somewhere. Nothing worked for him. Literally <laughs> nothing worked for him. Humanity doesn't work for him. Apparently. Yeah. God. Just Jack didn't work for him. That was funny. <laughs> There's a, a throwaway line at the beginning of the episode about how this guy is apparently also the publicist who um, turned mm-hmm. down Just Jack. He ruined Jack's career because right. it didn't come <laughs> to Just Jack. The audience of Just Jack was just us. <laughs> so that was kind of funny, too, that it he... Had kind of like a weird, like, semi-backstory. Yes, like he had existed technically within, like, the lexicon of Will and Grace before. Mm-hmm. And just turned out to be just as much of an asshole as you would imagine yeah. someone who plays a TV publicist to be. Right. But anyway, so the the idea is that Will has to go on one date with this dude and then Grace has a job. But then, but then as in every, you know, hostage situation, the demands escalate. Yes, so essentially he's just like, Grace, I doubled your budget if Will goes out with me again. Right. And it's like, at that point, Will's like, what is that line that he has? He's like, something about an Ebola. Oh my god, he li- said that he'd literally go out with like an Ebola-ridden gibbon monkey or something. Right. Like, I Before he'd go out with this guy again. Yes. Oh god. Which, it's good to know that Ebola can still be topical. Apparently, Ebola was a thing in the 90s too. Good yep. to know. Yep. So I was too sucks. young to know that, but, mm-hmm. so I guess I'm glad that Ebola, always topical. Yeah. <laughs> the most topical part of this episode. Other than that, dating sucks. Did I ever tell you I worked with this gay Republican back when I lived in Madison? Ugh. You met him. Yeah, I met him. Um, and he was terrified of Ebola. Like, that makes sense. Terrified. Like, I remember he, like, had, like, an industrial-sized, like, thing of hand sanitizer on his mm-hmm. desk because he was convinced someone was going to get him Ebola. And so, because I'm an asshole, I started telling him, like, yeah, a couple of my friends came down with Ebola, actually. 
me like what a bitch you I'm are here. she's like no shut up get away from me and you I'm know like, what though actually he kind of reminds me of this dude yeah actually a little bit it's kind of like this really like uptight high intensity like aggro dude yes who exists in so many forms out there in the world Ugh. But luckily, most of them are not major publicists. Let's talk about Grace. Let's talk about Grace. This episode is actually kind of a really good job of bringing in everyone, which we're going to get to in a little bit. Yes. Uh, but it's nice that a lot of this episode does have to do with Grace, because it begins with her being super stressed out about this job. Oh my gosh, yes. Just so, she's doing her job, so obviously she's freaked out about it. Yeah, I was talking about this with Matthew a little bit just a second ago before we started recording, and I was like, have you noticed... That Grace, whenever she has to do any work, is just an anxious wreck. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of concerned, and I think someone should maybe be prescribing pharmaceuticals to her. Maybe. Because it seems like she maybe has, like, some real anxieties attached to her work and, like, mm-hmm. failing and not being able to, like, perform the way she's supposed yeah. to. And, like, this is, like, the second or third time that we've watched her, like, somehow hinge her work performance on something to do with, like, an external person who doesn't have anything to do with her work. Yep. And The thing with the maid. Yeah, the thing with the maid. Um, we also have, like, remember when, like, she was so confident about Harlan and then, like, yes. she let Will kind of wreck that. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, like, we every time, whenever we see Grace working, which admittedly is more now than at the beginning of the season because we were keeping track of the weekly segment, why is Grace Sadler still employed? Like, it does mm-hmm. make sense, at least now towards the ha- second half, that she does get jobs. Right. But she's just so anxious whenever she has to work. Yeah. Like, I kind of want to, like wrap her tight to suppress her, like, synthetic nervous system. Just, yeah. shh, baby. Well, in the beginning of this episode, it's not even, she doesn't even get the jump under her own power. Yeah. It seems. Yeah, the, it kind of seems. episode is kind of fuzzy on that. But it seems sort of like this guy knows Karen. Right. And so then. They have a little, like, re-meet cute, and they, it's, they do this thing where they keep talking about people with first names. He has it on the date with Will, too, actually. And then Will's like, who are these people? Why don't you use their last name? Yeah. And then he's like, uh, you know who Tom is. And she, he's like, no, no, I do not know who Tom is. Right. So they're like, oh, I was at Tim and Nancy's party. Oh, I didn't go to Tim and Nancy's party. I was at Greg and Diane's wedding. Yeah. Oh, I heard that was a disaster. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Timothy was there, and so was Alan, and it was just, ugh. Yeah, so they do that. And so it seems like the only reason that, he, that Grace even gets his attention is because he knows Karen. Right. And then he's a little bit more intrigued, and then he is so demanding and crazy and demands to see her apartment. Right. Because he's like, well, obviously I don't want you to design my apartment if your place is a dump. And she's like... Fair. Fair, but, but like... Rude. Rude. Like, also, yeah, and that's how he meets Will for like four seconds. Mm-hmm. Like four whole seconds. Oh, it's definitely a physical appeal for him. Yeah, he very much so just wants... It just wants Will's body. Just wants the D. Right. Not even the whole body, just the D. He, like, doesn't... I don't think Will even says anything to him other than, Hello, I'm Will. And then, that's it. And he's like, great, make your roommate go out with me. Yep. Which is... Or, wait, no. I think, actually, they do cut. And then Will is, like, sitting there, like, with this face being like, Let me... Because he's been there for another, like, three hours. Because he was going to leave, but then he saw Will. And then he was like, yes, I'm going to make myself comfortable. And then he tells, (laughs) like... It seems like he just, like... Tells really douchey stories and everyone's super, super bored. But Grace is just like, please hire me. And mm-hmm. Will is just like, I'm going to kill everyone. <laughs> and then he has to go on a date with him. Yeah. Um, I guess I want to say that, like, while this is not the best move Grace has ever made, I do appreciate that Will is a good enough friend that he did go on this horrible date for yes. her. Yes. Well, I also appreciate that later in the episode, uh, she's talking to Karen, I think, about this. Mm-hmm. And she and Karen are talking about how, like, oh no, this is terrible. Will's never gonna go on a date with him. And we lose his job. And we lose his job. And Karen, Karen is actually really cool in this episode. She's a really supportive on like the initial front where she's like, oh honey, like I'll just do all the talking. 
Right. And, like, secondly, she actually gives Grace some really good points, which is that, like, this guy isn't just hiring her... Because of because Will. Because of Will. Like, he's too picky to do that. Right. He's an asshole. Like, right. he wouldn't hire a designer he didn't like. Right. Just to get with a boyfriend. Right. He would get the boyfriend's number. Or not get yeah, with a boyfriend. I'm just calling Will Grace's boyfriend now. <laughs> just like your mom. My mom did that last night. <laughs> <laughs> to us, obviously. To us, yes. Not to Will and Grace. She probably would have done it to Will and Grace, too. Let's be real. Happy birthday to mom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's Tessie's mom's birthday yesterday. Yay. We all went out. We got drunk. She's 29. Yes, again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a repeating thing. It's like every like five years, it circles back. Karen kind of delivers a really good pep talk to Grace, being yeah, like, yeah, yeah. "Look, this guy's an asshole. He's not going to hire you if he doesn't think you're talented. Right? Like he's got to live in the space, and like, so he likes her designs. Yes, clearly, he's just a dick and wants to have his cake and eat it too. And like, if you actually look at the progression of the episode, like Karen gets his attention. Yes, but it's just like to come over and look at Grace's book, and he flips through the book and then says. Let's go to your apartment. Yes. So, like, if you look back at the course of the episode, you can see that what got his attention was Karen. Yes. There. But what but got what him... held his attention was Grace. Right. And... Then what got him invested was Will. But he still has Grace. Right. And, like, you even see that towards the end of the episode when, like, he's not going to go out with Will again, but then he's like, okay, Grace Adler, let's talk about, mm-hmm. like, these curtains right. or whatever. So she ends up keeping the job anyways, even though Will doesn't go out on the date with him. Yes. Admittedly... It is because Will overcompensates on day two and starts talking about how he wants to move in with him. And, and get, get cats together. And get cats. And he's just like, mm, that doesn't work for me. And then goes back to the other room with Grace. Yes. It's amazing. Oh my gosh. But yeah, so I really did appreciate that. And I also appreciate that Karen delivers this pep talk in the most Karen way possible, mm-hmm. where she literally refers to Will as the free gift with purchase. <laughs> But he kind of is. He kind of is. He's just like... He's a bonus. He's a bonus. He's a bonus buy. But, like, he's already made the buy at this point. He's agreed to have Grace do the design work. She's already got, like, a bunch of shit in his, like, apartment space. Like, Mm -hmm. Yeah. She just doesn't realize it yet. She doesn't have that confidence. Right. And so, yeah, I guess I'm glad that Karen sort of could be that foil this episode and be like, Mm -hmm. honey, snap out of it. (laughs) Which I liked. Yeah. And Jack is good this episode, too. Yeah, it's this is a good episode of All Around. Oh my gosh. Can we talk about the kiss between Jack and Karen? Oh my god, yes. So, Jack is giving Will advice as to how to go on a date with someone you don't like and seal the deal with a good night kiss. And he's like, I can make out with anyone. It's all about a visualization. Yes. And then he keeps holding his hands above, like making like okay symbols and then blinking his finger eyelashes. Right, right, right. And he demonstrates by looking at Karen and being like, you see, this is Karen. I'm not attracted to Karen. But if I imagine using visualization that this is James Vanderbeek. Which is such a great reference. <laughs> from Dawson's Creek fame. He's like, I can do this. And then he like, hardcore makes out with Karen. Mm-hmm. Like, I was a little confused. My mm-hmm. tummy felt a little funny. Yes. And, the- <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, see, obviously. And then he just like walks out of the room. And, and then Karen just collapses. Yep. She's just like, oh, like completely, like literally swoons. The romance of Jack and Karen continues unabated. Oh my God. And I guess it makes me think back to the whatever episode where it was where he was climbing over Will's desk and like, is that Karen? Tell Karen I'm going to French kiss her when I see her next. I'm like, <laughs> Maybe he did. Maybe he did. <laughs> it's very possible. Ooh, good two, Those two kids, so sexual. They're going to make a baby. Kids. If it weren't for the fact that I believe that Karen's womb is full of vodka <laughs> and just, like, pill remnants, I would say they'd make beautiful children together. Yes. Maybe they could put them in Jack's womb. Jack's womb. Remember <laughs> that time we took that pregnancy test and was a little disappointed that he wasn't pregnant? 
Poor Jack. He'd be a good mommy. But it's a good episode. I think it's a good episode in part because it doesn't have a B-plot. Yes. And I think Will and Grace maybe hasn't figured out what its B-plots should look like yet. Yeah. Because I think, and we're going to maybe look back over the season in a couple weeks, Mm -hmm. I think there's very few B-plots on this show that have worked so far. Yeah. There's been a lot of just like goofy, silly, weird B-plots. Maybe that would be something good to do is look back at the B-plots we did love. Yes. B-plots we love. We can get some sting music maybe. (laughs) Do-do-do-do. Days of Our Lives theme. Oh, that'll be great. B-plots we love. Oh. But anyways, either way, the show doesn't have a good handle on it yet because usually the B-plot is used to like offset the A-plot yes. by either being really serious or really funny, but in a weird, tonally off way. Yeah. Whereas not having one this episode at all meant that Jack and Karen could kind of fit into the story where they made sense. Yeah, and it made a lot more sense than just trying to give them their own Super extra plot mm-hmm. for no reason. And I think based on Jack and Karen's characters, I, I don't know how the rest of the season's gonna the series is gonna go, but I could actually see them using B plots a lot less specifically mm-hmm. because of that. Because Jack can fit into a couple scenes as either window dressing or to say something funny. And so can Karen. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. They serve as good foils in that they don't necessarily have to have their own plots. It's nice when they do. Mm-hmm. But it's not necessary. Right. Like, nothing breaks if they don't have Jack and Karen's right. extra special adventures. Yeah. In retrospect, the last episode was sort of like that, too, where the, all the characters were involved in the A-plot. Yes. And while there were problems with the A-plot, like, the fact that all four of them were involved made it a little bit stronger. Well, were they, though? Because there was that whole Grace and Karen have the slumber party plot. Yeah, that's true. That would have more of a B-plot. But yeah, so this was like a really good, we were kind of talking about this a little bit. This is a good use of the ensemble. They all sort of fit together mm-hmm. and forward, and did the forward motion on this one single plot and they all were great. And so yeah. Karen was a good pep talker and a good schmoozer mm-hmm. and a good kissing demonstrator. Right. And, and Jack was there to put like kind of a weird absurdist spin on everything with yes. the kissing yes. and the just Jack mention. And, yes. You know. And he was great also at the beginning when he was like, you know... He was the one who caught Grace before she walked out the door with the two different shoes on for this mm-hmm. interview. So Yeah. And yeah. then he like runs out the window. Yes. Or runs out the door. He's just like, oh no, Grace, no, your shoes. <laughs> also, okay, can we talk about some of Grace's outfits in this episode? Because yes. I'm concerned that that would be the thing that didn't get me the job. Yeah, her interview outfit is like, it's like a, not even a turtleneck, it's like a blue long sleeve t-shirt. It's not a long sleeve t-shirt, it is a t-shirt. It's literally a blue t-shirt. It's, with, it doesn't even have arms? Well, it's a t-shirt. It has short sleeves. So, yeah. So, first she has on, like, a black skirt and a blue t-shirt. And she's like, Will, how's my interview outfit? And he's like, it's fine. And then she freaks out and changes into an objectively worse but a little bit more professional outfit. That's right. And she changes into the one that has all the colors that match. Yes. They're, like, all, like, this off periwinkle blue. Oh, my God. So, she's wearing this, like, mother-of-pearl sheen periwinkle blue-looking suit and it's terrible with matching shoes, which are also terrible. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there being like, that looks like something that you stole out of my grandmother's closet. Right. From the 70s. Right. Or she's something. Not Grace Adler is not a clothing designer. No. She also later in the episode wears what I love, but admittedly is terrible. She wears this like, almost like uh, Nurse Ratchety, like Ew. solid deep red suit dress thing. Yeah. We'll put a picture of it up online because we cannot describe it. describe it. Oh my gosh. It is, it's, it's exactly like that gymnast, for, or the ice skater. It's, <laughs> it's like the ice skater from that one episode. It's like, I, I'm a terrified of it. I crave it. <laughs> and it's, it looks like, like they're doing a remake or uh, adaptation of The Handmaid's Tale 
and it looks like something that one of the handmaids might wear. Like, that looks like Offred's, like, uniform or whatever. Yeah, it's just, it's almost military, and it's so... It's just... It's so bad it's good, but it's also so good it's bad. Yeah, Matthew really had a lot of feelings about that I had a lot of feelings about it. I think we had to pause the DVD for a minute. Yeah, you were like, what? What is she wearing? (laughs) It was pretty great. It was great. Obviously, one of the top five best outfits she's worn on the show, and also one of the top five worst outfits she's worn. (laughs) It's very versatile that way. Uh It's a versatile outfit, sexually. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. So what have we learned in this episode, folks? We've learned that Will should stand up for himself, but also get dates. Yes. he's good on them, frankly. Mm-hmm. He does acquit himself quite well. But he does know how to get out of them when he needs to. Yes. Because I think that one of my favorite parts of the episode was when he was like, yeah, I just can't stop thinking about you. <laughs> I want us to get cats together. We'll obviously live at your place. Right. Grace has learned that maybe she should be a little bit more confident in herself. And that she shouldn't pimp out her roommate, no matter how much of a job she thinks it's going to get her. Two lessons she will almost certainly forget by next episode. Almost certainly. Just, like, without a doubt. Jack has learned nothing. Jack doesn't... Nope. Nope. Jack didn't learn anything. And Karen didn't learn anything either. Karen didn't either. Okay. So it's a normal episode of Will and Grace. Yes. The main characters learn important lessons, and the secondary characters don't. Yep. Yay! Yay! And here's some things that we learned. Literally, if you go out with someone and they aren't nice to the waiter, run. Run as fast as you can. Take that pill. Tip the waiter. And leave. (laughs) Because if people are nice to waiters, they will be nice to you. Mm-hmm. Um, also, do be very careful before adopting the I'm going to completely commit to this relationship that doesn't exist yet because sometimes that backfires. Mm-hmm. I've tried it. it. Even when you're doing it on purpose. Yes. For an accident. Yes. I don't know which way that's on accident. Just be careful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Yay, listening. Um, we'll be back next week with another episode. And then after that, it's the finale. Yeah! Woo! So our um, so our tentative plans, so you guys know, we're gonna do the next two episodes, uh, mm-hmm. one week and then the next week. Then we're hoping to do kind of a season one recap, maybe a little bit of a shorter episode. Yep. Probably won't be. We'll probably end up going long on it. We're gonna say that it's gonna be shorter and then it'll be a forty-five minute long episode. Yeah. Just so that we can kind of go back over the season, talk, talk about, about stuff we like, talk about stuff that we hope gets better. Right. Talk about weird dated cultural references of the yeah. 90s and not so dated ones like Ebola. Yeah. Maybe just go back through our notes and like find things that we didn't get to talk about that we really want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, we're going to take a couple weeks off and come back uh, fresh and ready with season two. Yeah, season two. So keep listening. Keep uh, sharing this around. Tell your friends. Tell your internet friends who are basically like strangers, except they'll listen to you. And they're friends because they're on the internet and internet friends are totally legit, Matthew. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks for being our internet friends, guys. Yay! Tell your internet dates. Tell anyone you met on twi- Tinder. Do how, it! How can they tell them those things? I will tell you how you can tell all your Tinder dates where to find us. You can find us on social media. Aww. So if you're going to find us on social media, you can always find us on Twitter at NotACoupleShow, on Tumblr at NotACouplePodcast.tumblr.com, or you can send us an email at notacouplepodcast at gmail.com. And please remember to comment on our Mixcloud page because that's where all the fun comments are happening. And join in. Oh, and special shout out to Kevin for your awesome long comment this week. Woo! Kevin! All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Yay! Once again, I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this is Ben. Not a couple. Bye-bye. Bye! This episode of Not a Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat. Meow. Meow. Thanks, Eliza.
This episode and not a couple was brought to you by the National Union Association of Waitstaff. That doesn't actually exist, but based on the events of this episode, it probably should. Tip your waiters.